Hey guys, it's Sean. Welcome back. In this episode, with popular demand, he's back, Ryan Self, and we're going to be talking about AI, fraud, what is real out there anymore. Come on, let's dive in. We're back with Off the Cuff, and we can't get enough of him, Ryan Self. Can't the get talent. enough Off the Cuff. Here's some stuff. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Ryan, welcome back. Thanks. It's a brand new day. This is why I'm still wearing the exact same shirt. And same, uh, Me too. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's continue this awesome conversation. Have you played around with this idea of, like, the advancement of AI is yeah. nutty? nutty to where Ryan you could as a writer and even as an actor you can preload whether it's chat GPT mm-hmm. or it's the next um, the next wave of AI mm-hmm. actually load up your own film and there are like we're so yeah. close already where it's happening where you're like hey I prompted this today let's watch it tell me That's your thoughts crazy. yeah right to where that becomes this new form of streaming where it's mm. like, Hey kids gather around. Dad just made his, an animated cartoon starring you. Sure. Right. Grayson, sure. you're the star and chuckles, the squirrel. You guys go on this crazy adventure to the zoo. It's going to be nutty. Have you ever yeah. ridden a panda? Well, it's let's, let's watch it. You know, I mean the joke of a squirrel and it's going to be nutty. I don't know if an AI can write that. Uh, uh, I played around with, do you know, mid journey? Yeah. Um, so oh, I yeah. played around with it for the first time last week. Um, I was actually crafting this pitch for the, um, for this graphic novel and nice. it's, it's all sci-fi and specifically there are AI, you know, it, it's, I mean, they're, they're, uh, essentially robots is, are the main characters. I'm like, Oh, it makes sense. I should, should use an AI thing. Totally. And the prompts that I was giving it, like it was the simplest stuff. And it was like, yeah, kind of something like this. And what it would come out with was mind blowingly good. Blue, beautiful. Like beautiful. Uh, yeah. Perfect for like, Oh yeah, this is exactly what I, and, and, and in know, seconds, in seconds. And you do have to, there, there has to be some sort of intelligence guiding it. Yes. Sure. It's um, all about the prompt, right? Yes. So you do it, like, it, I don't think we'll ever get to a point where you don't even don't need an engineer or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. guiding, guiding the ship, uh, a, a captain, but the results. Yeah. I would have, if I had wanted a couple of those images, I would have had to hire someone, an artist and it would have taken them weeks, mm. maybe even like a month to, to come up with those images. And it was like you said, seconds. Right. Um, so the implications of that upon any creative field are self-evident. <laughs> I'm I'm curious, like I I, I love like talking about AI and and the yeah. w- w- is it is it going to be our demise or is it a, an incredible tool? We often talk about like um, it, it, it's like everyone has ex- access to Excalibur, but not yeah. everyone knows how to wield it. Sure. You know, like they can pull the sword from the stone, but they don't know how to use it. Yes. So. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that's the, the a, a, a rewound parallel to that would be just phones on your cell on your. I mean, uh, like uh, uh, 
cameras on your cell phone. Sure. Um, the internet suddenly just overnight we're, we're given like the highest quality cameras mm-hmm. uh, and everyone could become amateur photographers. Right. Uh, but there are still professional photographers. Like, right. You know, right. It, it, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to be like that. That being said, it will be transformative for all mm-hmm. creative fields for almost yeah. all fields in general. I mean, I know the creative fields just because that's the world that I live in, but I guarantee any job that whoever's listening right now has, they can think like, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. On a long enough timeline, I could see how my job would completely change if I could blankety blank. No, because I I think that's part of our charge as humans is to create, is to... to show up and, and to multiply in, in our skill and our mm-hmm. labor and, and bringing like having families and bringing children into the mm-hmm. world, you know, like, I think that's part of our, part of our, our charge is creation. Sure. Um, and, and to, I was going to say to add on to my own thought, uh, mm-hmm. as, as technology grows, there is always a, I feel like there's always been a fear that you're going to get replaced yeah. And I think what tends to actually happen is that you just have to adapt to what you're contributing and you use it as a tool. That's so right. like, I'm trying to think of a perfect example of it. But I, I feel like I might have one for oh, you. Yes. So when the car first came out, yes. if you were to ask anybody, no one was interested in a car. They just wanted a faster horse. Mm. Right. And when the car became popular, it put out thousands of people out of work who were their sole job was cleaning up after the horses. Wow. And their jobs were made obsolete, but guess what? Those guys went from cleaning up horse manure to go do something else to where they maybe used a car to now go and haul people's trash from their house to wherever. Yeah. So I do think that if you are creative, you'll find another way, whether it is using AI. I know some people are like, dude, I'm not touching it. Sure. I'm not, you know, um, and then it, here's the thing. It's here. Mm-hmm. So the, if it's Pandora's box, it's been opened. Yeah. So yeah. now what do we do that it is? Do we use it to help us in creating new, uh, a, a new film or yeah. a, a new yeah. comic book or whatever, mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. Or do we just go, no, this is, this is a fad that's going to die away. I don't think it is a fad. I don't think it's going to die away. No. Um, And and I think that for writing, uh, I would be happy to, if, if it got to where it was usable, if I could mm -hmm. use it as a tool to be like, all right, I've got this whole scene. I know exactly what the, what it needs. Like, I mean, when you're writing, you, you come up with like, okay, here's, here's where the characters are at. Here's the way they need to be at by the end of the scene. Here's the dramatic tension. Right. Uh, usually you create an outline with all of that and it's not until like, you know, weeks and weeks of like working on the outline. Then finally, like I'm actually going to write the scene, write the dialogue. If on that day that I'm like normally going to spend a whole day writing dialogue, I could be like dialogue. Okay. Eh, redo, eh, tweak that. Okay. I'm done. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess the question is as right, just to almost full circle back as, as writers, are on strike and SAG's on strike. Yeah. And we're liter- literally in the middle of this AI revolution that's only getting better. It, I, I don't think it's going to upturn. I don't think I, it's not, it's not going to like make people obsolete. I think what it's going to, to do is it's going to cause people to get even more creative and, yeah. Yeah. and to learn how to use this to further your own work. 
Yes. Like if I was a company and I'm like, oh, I could fire everybody and just have one person who's creating prompts. Well, what if you kept everybody and you just had them multiply their abilities? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just, it's. Yeah. It's we're, we we are currently coal miners uh, in in Pennsylvania uh, and and new new renewable energy sources right. are happening where it's like right. do we adapt or or do we right do we do we stick in the coal mine or do we come out and become Billy Elliots and right so I don't know <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> we're create we're creating a mashup already that's wild yeah. so what would you let's say you got a, a, a new person, a person just moved to LA. Yeah. They moved down from Indiana or wherever, mm-hmm. somewhere in the Midwest yep. and they moved to town. They finally get plugged in. Maybe they got cast in something and yeah. then poof, the strike happens. Yeah. Um, if, if you were that person, um, w- what advice might you give to this person from like, Dude, just ride out the storm, uh-huh. get creative, you know, um, go back home. <laughs> get out, get out while you can. Get out, get out while you can. Uh, like, it's tough because met, I've met several people now that, that have moved to L.A. during the pandemic. Uh, and it's like, wow, you sweet summer child. Uh, <laughs> you, you know nothing. Um, so same with this where it's there's always something happening. To be fair, um, but but yeah, the, in the past like four years, it's been some of the most disruptive stuff I've ever seen. In in ah, boy, I've been in LA since '05, so twenty. Uh, it'll be like, oh yeah, you you were the guy. You were the guy who just moved to LA, yeah. and then the writer strike happened yeah, three years later. Right when I yeah, um, I was trying to think how long I've been here, and I can't do simple math. Um, Fourteen, thirteen years? Uh, no, mm-hmm. no, more than that. No, no uh, eighteen years. Eighteen years. That's crazy. Um, so I've seen a lot of a lot of the ups and downs, um, yeah. and I think for anyone that comes during this time, I would actually be like, you know what? Great, it can only go up. Mm. If, if yeah, if you're able to, like, if you booked a role or if you came out and you're like, you you found some sort of job to kind of like make it through, mm-hmm. you're going to be fine. Because if you mm-hmm. can survive this, you can survive anything. Um, if you haven't and you're struggling and it's like, I don't know, man, like, should I be here or not? <laughs> That's, I've seen so many people give up and go home. Mm-hmm. So many people. Mm-hmm. Um, or just, you know, not even giving up, but just realizing this is not this, the, like, I thought this was a passion, but then when I see what it is, because the, the reality of what, especially acting, the reality of what acting is, is so far from the romanticized version of acting. Actually, uh, strike that, same with writing. There is a romanticized version of writing where you're sitting in a coffee shop creating the next great, like, that never happens. A producer walks in and yeah. is like, there's something about you and the way you're drinking yeah. that cup of coffee. Yeah, it's, it is slamming your head against a keyboard. Um <laughs> for hours at a time spending weeks and months like realizing that no one cares about what you wrote and then starting over a new one uh it, it's yeah it's and with with acting it's it's auditioning it's yeah it is just audition after audition after audition and just and, no and after door clo- yeah no after no yeah constant constant yeah. And, then, and then uh you know one out of a hundred you'll have someone be like you are great right. uh and then it might be a job where they'll be like you are great uh, you're on hold right now you're on a veil we went with the other guy. 
Um, I know. But you got yeah. second place. Oh, cool. What does second place get me? Nothing. <laughs> You're back to start. Not even what a medal? When you do book a job. Once the job ends and you get that paycheck, you're like, oh, this is great. What next? So funny. It's the same. You're just back to auditioning. So if you don't love auditioning, if you don't, if you can't endure all the no's, I say don't bother because it's never going to not be that. Right. (laughs) Dude, you're you're speaking to me because I I lived in LA for seven years or something like that when we were buddies doing Soda Jerk, doing improv. And then... um, my path led me to Idaho and I was doing acting still yeah. here. Uh, but just last week I had, I, I sent in a video audition and I texted, I knew the producer. I, so I texted them like, Hey, just checking in to see how things were going. Cause I'm going to be in that. It was like in a, they were filming in another city and I was like, I'm going to be in that city. Yeah. You know? And they're like, well, um, they they're looking at somebody else, but you're second. Like you're, you're next in line, I think, is what the language she said. So it's, it's like, oh, but you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doing these comedy specials that they're being edit, they're in editing right now, mm. and I have no idea how they're going to. Yeah. When they're released. Yeah. How how if it's going to become anything or if yeah. it's going to become everything? You you don't know. You, know. you just got to keep doing you and mm-hmm. having fun and. Mm-hmm. Um, and and putting it out there, like yeah. putting auditioning, putting yourself out there, yeah. and being okay with a no, being okay with you. Yes, yes, it, it is so critical to not tie your sense of um, importance and value into what someone else is going to say about you. Because one hundred percent, that's just disaster guaranteed. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh. There's some artists that we go, do you like my art? Yeah, this is good. Oh, my art's good. I'm good. Yes. Right. And the, you know, do you like my art? Mm, I'm not into it. Oh, my art's bad. I'm bad. Yes. It's like, if you, if yeah. you do that to yourself, if you're just creating for validation, yeah. um, you're, you're going to be in a world of hurt. But to And unfortunately, point, I think that is why most people get into art is because mm. they at some point got some sort of validation and it felt mm. good. Um, or they lived in a world where they got almost no validation anywhere, uh, you know, lived in a, in a family where their parents never said they love them or whatever it is, you know, create the sob story. And then they, they dove into something where they could get validation and that felt good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of artists, that is their origin story. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's unfortunate because that means a lot of artists end up trapped in this this uh, abusive cycle of like needing validation, and and the people who I feel like are transformative artists that can continue doing it for a, a life and be healthy, mm-hmm. figure out how to change from needing that validation to just enjoying it, but getting validation from something else. Um, and that's I, I don't know anyone that I can think of that hasn't. That it, that is like healthy and happy right now. That hasn't had to come to that realization themselves and, mm. and um, uh, change kind of their mode of, of operation. Their their like mm-hmm. their, their default. Um, and so, I, I, to that end, circling back to your original question, if you're someone who has moved out to LA and you're like, oh man, this sucks. This is hard out here. Um, if you are able to find joy in this time in doing what you're doing, 
right. going to be fine. Um, yeah. That's great. And if you don't, then take a hard look at why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you need to get that role to feel like you are a, a real human being? Uh, well, guess what? <laughs> it's even if you do get the role, you're not going to feel it. And so, yeah, yeah. Now is a great time to have some self-reflection. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. It's uh, you got to discover who you are, what you're made for, mm-hmm. what your, what your purpose is. And you, as, life's going to knock you down. So if you can enjoy getting back, enjoy the process of yeah. discovering who you are, enjoy creating yeah. If other people love it, great. If they don't, great. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, there's a weird catch-22 about um, acting that I had this kind of epiphany a while back where I used to work so hard at auditions. Um, and I would – it meant everything because I wanted it so badly. Um, and it, I felt like it, it kind of showed. Uh, you, you, seeing it from like many years of experience and now seeing it from the other side, like I've been in the casting room all now and been like, oh, okay, I can see that desperation and it doesn't look great. <laughs> You're like, oh man, they really want that. Um, and then I started booking a lot more when I had that, you know what, it's just another audition. And, and a lot of actors be like, once you get cynical, you'll start booking. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think... There's some truth to that. The, yeah. the more optimistic version of that is it's not cynicism. It's um, you just don't need it. Yeah. You don't, you, you don't the need pressure's it off. for your right. own validation. But the flip side of that is when I booked a role that I got when I was during that time, it was the most high of highs. It, it's kind of like um, your first crush. Like that, that feeling of crushing feels so good. Whereas like I've been married for almost 10 years now and I absolutely love it would have nothing else, but there is still that like, Oh man, I like that, that feeling of like excited elation. And as you were talking, I was reminded of the fact when Colleen and I, my wife first started recycled minds comedy and and teaching classes and doing shows, whenever we got a check that was like from a show that we did or a corporate (laughs) training, we would we decided to do this thing that whenever a check would come in from our, our work of creativity, we would just be like, we just do this like little dance together in the kitchen. (laughs) And, and it just, it became a thing that we did. And over the years, um, we, we got this venue and we have like renters in this venue. And so it's just become a normal thing. Yeah. To where we stop dancing because it's coming in on the nor- normal, the normal yeah, reg. You need to stop dancing. You need to write Never a book. Stop da- Never stop dancing. <laughs> so here's, yeah. here's the really cool thing yeah. that happened just this week. Yeah. Two days ago, we open up a drawer. We have like a drawer. I probably shouldn't. <laughs> we have a place. So what's, in your, what's in your drawer? We have, we have a place that <laughs> like people who rent from us, they put checks. Okay. Okay. Right. And the code to get in is, um, the code is nine, not, I probably yeah. shouldn't say, I probably okay. shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but there's a, there's a place where they put checks for us and we went in and it was like thousands of dollars more than normal because there's been an influx of different things going on. Oh, wow. And so Colleen was like, Sean, and we just went back to dancing. Good. <laughs> and, and so the, I guess the moral of the story is don't get so like caught, like so lackadaisical yeah. that you lose your wonder yeah. and your gratitude. Yeah. Cause every day, every like, dude, we're sucking air. 
I mean, you're yeah. you're going through COVID. Mm-hmm. You're 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 literally here. You're <laughs> literally sucking <laughs> air. Um, but and and studies have shown like just being grateful. Yeah, can change your your mindset. Can change how you respond to other people. Doors open to you because they see like there's something about you. Mm-hmm. Just because you're grateful. So we learned a lot today. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> I learned a thing today. We learned a thing. Uh, not everything is great. Sometimes <laughs> things go on strike. Yep. Including your income. Yep. And you have to respond. You have to show up. You still have to be you. Yeah. You still have to be the the man or the woman that you're designed to be and be everything you've got for the people around you. Cause we are the ones that are, <laughs> we are the world. <laughs> we we're the people that are the ones that are going to transform the world around us. Yeah. We're the ones that provide for our family. We're the ones that are, are, are fighting to make this space better. Like mm-hmm. I got kids, man. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I, <laughs> as David Magadoff said, I'd never heard this before. He said, the uh, babies bring the bread. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd never heard that term before. Have you heard it? Uh, I only heard it from you last oh, okay. time you mentioned it. Uh, cause you just can't stop talking about Maganoff. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Love that, man. It's all, you, you guys are always on my mind. So. Aww, thank you. The people that transform my life are always, always on my mind. So which full circle, um, that's what we're aiming to do is to transform our own lives and the lives around us. That's right. That's right. hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, I got to say thank you to those of you. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Off the Cuff. Ryan and I had a blast. Ryan, thank you so much for your time and Absolutely. your talent and for being here with us. And uh, bro, nothing but the absolute best as you're in the middle of of these uh, the double strike, as it were. Double strike. And um, yeah, I, I hope that on the other side of this, that you just, things are just multiplied for you, brother. Well, thank you so much. So, uh, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was—it's always a joy to get to talk to you, and then to do it in a like uh, sterile um, <laughs> podcast uh, <laughs> setting it just makes it that much better. We we uh, probably could just talk to each other more on the <laughs> phone, <laughs> but this is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome! So good to see you. So good to talk to you. Um, good yeah. to see you too, man. And give my best to Katie. I should reach out to her. She might. I might have to talk to her about doing a voiceover for a thing so (laughs) (laughs) awesome thank you much brother yeah alright take care talk to you later bye